All right, uh, welcome to episode six of uh, Let's Get Busy. Um, this is your host, Ariah Brown, and today I have uh, director and visual creative Loki The Vision um, here today. Uh, we got a few things to talk about, um, specifically when it comes to the idea behind, uh, you know, the customer always being right. Um, but before we get in- into that, uh, you know, I'll let you introduce yourself a little bit. How are you doing today? I'm good, man. What's up, everybody? It's Loki uh from Loki Division. My name is Derek. Um I'm doing good, man. Chilling. Hanging yeah. out with my guy. Nice. I mean it's been you know weather's been pretty nice recently. You know, that's been that's been pretty good. Oh, it's been beautiful. Yeah, I've been hiking, get my hike on. Yeah, I think even today on. as we record this, like I think it's supposed to hit like eighty or something like that. Yo, it was eighty six yesterday. I was driving home, I was like, my car said eighty six. <laughs> I was like, what? I was wearing a jacket like two days ago. That's crazy. Like yeah. Damn, so, yo, where are you from, man? I've lived all over, honestly. I was born in Allentown. Um, really, like, uh, on the little, six, was that 16th or 15th Street? There's, like, the nurses' college over there. There's I a hospital next to it. 16th? Something? I think it's the 16th. Yeah, I don't know. I was born over there. I moved, I lived, I moved to Texas after that. I lived overseas for a bit in Taiwan, and then I came back to Allentown. Or would you say like Allentown's always been kind of like not like the home base, but since that was like the place of origin? Um, honestly, I was so young when I I I moved before I went to kindergarten. I went through kindergarten through third grade in Texas, so I didn't even really remember being here as a baby. Yeah. To be honest with you, so I really remember Texas, and I lived in Taiwan from like fourth through ninth grade. So I really like remember. I remember Texas like a little bit like bits and pieces and then Taiwan was like the main but now I've lived here for I mean I moved back in 2010 I think or something like that so I've been here for a minute yeah I mean yeah honestly yeah so it's been even then though like I feel like even between Texas and Taiwan it's still like a nice even balance of time like some childhood there some childhood there yeah for sure yeah that's pretty cool it was Um, cool I enjoyed it yeah and then I would say like so now later on um you know as as you've grown and are successful now with your endeavors, what got you into video directing? Um, so for those that don't know, Loki the Vision, uh, you know, again, just a creative all around the board. Um, I know you have other ventures as well, um, but shoots a lot of really amazing uh, music videos, um, performance videos, uh, just photography in general. Um, basically, this is this is the man with the vision. This is the man. Thank with the you. Thank you. You know. <laughs> yeah man so um so yeah how'd you get started i've really always been interested in it. i remember like as a little kid i had this thing called like a flip cam it was like a little handy cam it was, like a usb came out the side and we had like the little sony handy cam drawn with the little mini yeah. dv tape in it showing my age a little bit um, <laughs> and like we would make like little like almost like little action sequences like you know just like a like a 007 type shit oh 007 type situation like we'd be like the little we'd put the little fake muzzle flash on the gun and like throw yeah. bro in the pool or something like little <laughs> short like two minute like just fight scenes basically and there was like a, um i forget what it was called it was like this little animator thing you could make stick figures like animate it was like stick animator or stick i don't remember what it was called but mm-hmm. I, I was playing with that and we make little like stick men like fight animations on the computer it was like a flash thing and then yeah, just making the action scenes, and then I always skateboarded, and I was kind of bad at it. 
so I wanted to like hang out with the guys. So I bought a little like handy cam with the fisheye on it, and I would like I was like the filmer, for, like the uh, little skate little skate crew. So I've always been like editing and filming little videos, you know. Just I've always like I kind of stopped for a little bit, probably like around like middle well like middle school. I was filming skateboarding, and then I kind of fell off of it for a little bit, and then like rediscovered it later, and then went to went to college for it, and then kind of like refined it from there. Yeah, yeah that's pretty cool man so it's so it's always been there like no matter what yeah yeah i always enjoyed it editing i always liked editing to be honest with you and, and filming as well it's fun to be out there doing no one's filming something boring you know so it's like exactly it's always a cool a cool thing if you're going to be documenting it so you get to go to cool stuff thanks thanks and you know even on top of that like what made you want to then turn that interest and talent into it being like a business entrepreneurial endeavor uh, because I had previously been a rapper, I had started to like, you know, just with the with the group of friends that I was like trying to come up with, like our friend Nate, who I think was on here, uh, was producing. So I was trying to think of like other skills. You don't want to all do the same thing or you're going to be just competing with each other. You know what I mean? So I was like, all right, bro, bro got the production. I'm going to do like more visual stuff, photography. I already kind of knew how to do it. I had a little like uh, Canon T2i little dslr so we we do, i would like just shoot a couple of vids with like the homies for fun and i think just being a rapper kind of positioned me to know a bunch of rappers so it was kind of like an organic transition once people were like oh those are pretty good like you know i mean i could just sort of already knew everybody so it was easy and they liked me so they were like i want to hang out with you bro and shoot a bit and then it kind of just went from there yeah that, that makes perfect sense and i like how again you mentioned like coming up especially just like again shout out nate who's on the first episode just making sure, sure. You know, everybody has different skills and roles to utilize that complement each other. And, you know, it kind of also, like you said, works out as far as once you did start getting into it from the business end of things, there is already a customer base from your previous endeavors. Yeah, I think that's a hard part for a lot of people, like breaking into the whatever group or or like a target market you're like reaching for. But if you're already in it, you're already like an active member of it and people know you it's going to be a lot easier for you to whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like if I was into cars, I'd probably be doing car videos or I, I kind of like cars, but not, I'm not as into that as music. You know what I mean? So you gotta, you gotta go where people already kind of know you and use your skills in that, in that little environment. Yeah. That's a pretty good advice actually. Yeah. Yes. All right. But yeah. So moving along then. Um, so let's get right into it then. You know, as I already kind of like touched on a tiny bit just now, uh, you know, there's always that saying, um, and, you know, a lot of jobs, whether it's like, you know, your first job, you know, fast food restaurant, whatever, blah, blah. One of the most common things you always hear, I feel like no matter what, maybe even as a child, like before you even get into the workforce is right. the customer is always right. <laughs> um, you know, and essentially, so the meaning behind that is, you know, while yes, sometimes the customer can be wrong, like, you know, everybody has their own opinion and whatnot. Some might be right, some might be wrong. Uh, right. I think, I guess the philosophy is that, you know, for you know a successful business, especially if it's like a business where you're providing a service or product um, mm -hmm. directly to consumers, I feel like the whole idea behind it is, okay, we have to cater to them, you know, because they're the ones spending the money, they're the ones bringing the income. So therefore, you know, you tailor a lot of things to them. So, you know, a lot of examples would be like in a restaurant. Maybe you don't normally serve this specific menu item a type of way, but the customer might ask for it a type of way. And 
you know that they might give you a better tip because of that. Um, right. So, you know, I guess it is kind of valid in some rights as well. There's some pros and cons that come with it. Some people agree, some people don't. Um, but where, where do your thoughts lie as far as that? So in my business, you know, I'm basically being hired to make a custom product for somebody. So in a way, they are right because they're, they're my job is to bring their vision to life. So in that way, like they are right. And customer service wise, I always keep it like real polite and professional. So, you know, what I mean, like they are right. But I think the caveat being as the professional is also my job to guide them like the right way like mm -hmm. their idea is going to be right but they're basically hiring me for my opinion so if maybe something they thought of in the plan is maybe too big or won't actually work in real life or would cost like a million dollars and they just don't realize it yeah like it's kind of my job to like sort of navigate them their like desires and then like make it realistic and kind of be like what can we actually achieve so i would say that they're, they're right but also as a professional, you have to kind of show them what's right. Sometimes you might have to guide their vision a little bit to yeah. make it work for both of us for, to get the best product. Yeah. So I'll say yes, but with the caveat that kind of you got to guide them a little bit as a professional. Yeah, no. Nah, and and uh, honestly, that sounds that sounds great. Like that makes perfect sense, you know, especially with your specific business model. Um I was I was also going to ask just to follow up with that as well. Like, how often would you say you you are in situations where you may have to not necessarily override somebody's idea? Because, you know, you always want to be open to new ideas and whatnot. But, right. you know, right. through the course of, you know, oh, maybe we shouldn't do this or, you know, maybe we could add this effect here instead of at the beginning. Right. I would say it kind of ranges. Some people come to me and they really don't have a vision at all they're kind of looking for me to come up with the whole vision. So in that sense, like I'm kind of creating everything. And then, you know, in video, like it'll be small stuff. Like they want to be over there, but it's too dark or something. So I'll maybe stand closer to this light or like stuff like that. So I would say like every time on some small stuff, usually sometimes like people underestimate the scope of like story elements. Like if they want to do like a skit or like a talking scene or something, they kind of like don't realize like how much goes into that with the audio, you know, we have like a separate audio recorder. I bring somebody out to record them talking. Like they don't realize in a movie how many shots connect yeah. together to make even something so simple as like, say someone getting out of a car, walking up to a door and opening it. That could be like 10 shots. Oh, they're yeah. just like in their head. They're like, I just hop out the car. You know, but they didn't, <laughs> that took less like 45 minutes to get them like hopping out the car the right way. So I think some people just, so I would say more with like the timing and sometimes the scope of ideas, I have to rein people back in with, with their budget. Cause I'm also fitting it into what their budget is too. So some people's ideas are bigger than their budget and we kind of have to work with that. Yeah. And that makes sense. Cause I know you also have different, uh, you know, packages for people as well. Yeah. I don't know if you want to go into sure. detail as far as that. I'm sorry. What was that? Oh, I wasn't sure. Like if you wanted to break that down for some of the people that are listening, just how you go about um, that aspect of it as well. Like giving customers the different options. Oh yeah. I think it's super, because we have a wide range of pricing. I mean, pretty much from our cheapest option is like $75 or $50 is our like uh, on the mic performance videos. And they range up all the way to like pretty much as much as they want to spend. Or for music videos, our, our most premium package right now is like $1,500. It's like a full day, full crew. You know, we're renting out the video studio. You know, we're going to get you in the right fit. You know, we might rent a car like where we're actually spending your budget 
on the video itself instead of just like paying me that like is starting to where I'm starting to book things for you. Like the finding the car, the model or the whatever particular item they needed. And we're looking into like, how does your outfit go with the background and doing some styling and, you know, so it has a wide, you got to offer a wide range. I mean, not all artists have a huge budget because they might not be making any money yet. So for them to invest $1,500 might not be the best return on investment. So I try to keep it like, fair you know what i mean because i know like and i want to work with people more than once you know sometimes if people start at like 800 bucks someone might be able to scrape up enough to get one video but i want to lock in and do like seven you know so if i keep my price as well i'm i'm able to do that yeah and then i mean as as the artists grow like i'm sure then at that point it'll be more like again as the artists grow and are bringing in more roi Mm -hmm. bigger packages bigger production Right, right. Or when their label's reaching out, you know, once I've developed my style enough to the point where people are like, I need this, this look he does, you know, and then the labels are hiring or, you know, investors or artists with, you know, bigger following and stuff who have that, who will actually get that return on investment for spending that much because they're definitely making more than 1500 back on the song. So it makes sense for them to spend it because they'll earn money off of us working together. Yeah. I bet, yeah. That sounds that all sounds good, man. And um, Thank you. you know, moving on from that, um, but also kind of tying it back in as well. How would you say that your customer base has grown over the years? I know you mentioned already having like a nice place to start with your mm-hmm. background, but after starting out and now it's been you know it's been a a, a while now actually. You've been um you know growing the brand. You yeah, know, like I, two two three years. Right, exactly. Yeah, like that's that's really impressive. You know, that's that's honestly really impressive. A lot of people have these type of entrepreneurial as like dreams and whatnot. They go for it, and it, you know whether it's whether it's some underlying variable that's uncontrollable or just other reasons don't even last a year. So that's that's, that's really true. a major milestone. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. And again, like just you know, and obviously the brand's grown over time. You know, customer has customers have grown over time and um i know you travel a lot more as well too reaching out to different areas so you know what's that oh, yeah. been like? it's been great i don't even really advertise that much to be honest i post a little trailer i make a trailer of each video i post it on my instagram um honestly it's really been word of mouth a lot of people like their friends are with them at the shoot right and i think a, a lot a thing about me is like i have a lot of fun while i'm shooting i really love i genuinely love of it so i'm like having the best time of my life like filming this video and i feel like that energy is like infectious and i feel like that's what really is the key like because there's a lot of people i feel like they might be really good at video but they're not very fun to work with they're like very like oh stand over here don't move like you know what i mean like very like director which can make an amazing product but the process might not be very fun and i feel like we have a lot of fun on set you know what i mean like we'll be hanging out i get to talk to these people i think that's my greatest skill is like making friends i make friends very easily um yeah i mean i'm like interested to work with yeah so i think that's just is fun and you know like usually i'll meet like five people at a time you know like so i'll be talking and they're like oh i gotta do one too you got good prices and then each customer is like a little tree like they they tell two friends those two friends tell two friends and then i have like these little groups of like clients that i have like you know five ten people that all kind of know each other and they all get videos and stuff so really just word of mouth honestly and some some through instagram as well some people just looked up like music video 
PA or wherever, New Jersey, and then they saw one and they were like, or they saw their friend, you know, when everyone posts their own promotional trailers because music is being promoted by these artists, you know, somebody saw it. So I'd say mostly Instagram and word of mouth. I've never boosted a post yet, I don't think, or advertised or made an ad or anything like that. It's really all just been word. And being in the mix too, I do film a lot of events and concerts. Yeah. And like maybe if I see an artist I really like, I might just like take a picture for them or something and DM it to them. And that kind of opens that a little a little free something always opens up a relationship really well. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that completely. And, I, and, you know, I also wanted to ask, like, what's the most recent uh, venue you've been at recently? Let's see. The last venue I filmed, I want to say um, me and one of the artists I work with, Most Money, just went down to Richmond, Virginia, like two weekends ago. And we did like a he was like performing at like a sort of like little fashion. They did like a fashion show. And then in between like the brand runs, they did performances so we, yeah we went down to richmond that's uh filmed at a show down there i forgot exactly what it was called it was like an autism awareness thing too so they were raising money for autism oh wow uh, and uh or like autism research i'm not 100 sure but some charity relating to autism uh research and stuff so it was, it was a cool it was a cool little function i, I haven't been to virginia in a minute so it was cool to be down there it was beautiful down there too they had that good weather a couple weeks ahead of us so we hopped out the car like I was like, man, I should have brought some shorts. Like, it was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, hey, shout out Virginia, yo. If anybody's listening from uh, Virginia right now, yeah, shout out Virginia, man. It's a family out there. <laughs> um, so you know, and then going back to the previous question as well, um, you know, obviously, again, like you work in the entertainment industry, um, and whatnot. So there are a lot of things that you know that are specific to the to entertainment industry, but what's the piece of advice you'd give to any um small business or entrepreneur right now as far as um growing their customer base or at least um you know being able to kind of get the word of mouth out there um with their business organically because I did want to take note of how you said you haven't been um doing any targeting marketing yet at all. It's yeah. all natural organic growth. Yeah, I have more than I can handle even without doing any right. so i think i don't even need to i mean I, I may in the future you know as we as we grow and stuff but right now i just the word of mouth has been going great yeah. um but yeah i mean i would say word of advice to, to spread just make yourself do something different you know what i mean like nowadays too everyone can film something on their phone so you're gonna have to be like a step above just like basic you know, like you could they people can edit and shoot from their phone pretty nicely. Some of these new iPhone 14 cinematic mode, like it looks good. You feel me? So it's not about just having the most expensive gear either. Don't get that confused. A lot of camera people think like, oh, I'm gonna just buy a red camera and like everyone will love me or like some expensive ass camera or piece of gear. But I don't think that's really the the key. You know, you gotta. I know there's directors I know that shoot on like GoPros and stuff, but it's like. If you can just make something that someone can't make for themselves and they're going to want to buy it from you, you know, so if you got a little I always say for me, at least I, I always thought like my creative. I do a lot of effects that relate to what the person is saying yeah. in the song. Like if they say, like, oh, I got a splash, I'll put a splash in the background or something. <laughs> and I feel like me just doing my own kind of creative twist on and, and really curating my effects to each video. So far, I think I don't really have like a distinct style. I noticed it kind of changes like every song. I kind of get a new vibe. 
So I would say just setting yourself apart with creativity and that's going to set you a long, long way. Cause there's a lot of just like music. There's like a lot of people that want to film videos and stuff. And there's a lot of just kind of like the generic sort of go-to stuff everyone does, but Ooh. you're not going to, you're not going to get any attention if it looks the same as the next, the next dude stuff, or if it's too basic, they might as, they don't even really need you anymore. If it's, if it's not creative, you know what I mean? And yeah, no, you're not pushing ideas. Yeah, that's a great point. And again, you know, even people again, like, you know, people, people starting restaurants and whatnot, like, you know, there's so many pizza places. What's going to make yours unique? Um, right. Starting, starting, a, a, you know, opening up a gym. It's like there, there are a lot of gyms. There's a lot of mainstream corporate gym. Like what's going to make yours unique? Like there's, there's a lot that goes into the creative aspect, even if you're not in a creative industry, you know? So it's, For sure. it's, um, you know, it's amazing. I think that's like some great advice, actually. And I would say one more and building a community too. You got to build like this group of people, whether it's online through merchandise or like, you know, that's something I'm, I'm kind of working on right now, you know, trying to, that's why I've been working on like the, you know, like doing the spotlight performances. I'm trying to really build a platform. You know, I look to like lyrical lemonade or like, uh, .com Nirvana is one of my favorite directors. So he has like a podcast, he has his merchandise. They have, they built it larger than just video. You know, Cole does his, his shows and the videos. So you can, they really built this brand, this network, you know, this group of people that all kind of rock with you. So I think that's important as well. It's like, you know, building that uh, like customer base slash like loyalty of your group, you know, however your business does that. Whether your gym, you know, has a cool like, I don't know, some gyms be doing like they'd be flipping over like car tires in the back. Like not everyone wants to do that. But the people that want to do that, they kind of lean into that or like you got to find your niche and kind of just... Mm-hmm. Go with it. Yeah, I bet, man. That's 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 great advice, man. And I guess my last question for you, um, and you don't have to go into specific details at all or anything, but mm-hmm. I just wanted to ask: Is has there ever been a moment where it's been difficult dealing with a client, um, in your field, and how did you handle that situation? Oh yeah, I'm gonna say like I do a lot of rap videos. And I feel like rap as a genre, like, sort of incentivizes you to be like. Uh, very self-centered and like egotistical and like have a big head because you kind of almost need to, to like believe in yourself enough to to do it. So I would say like the ego, you know, people feeling like, I'm very calm too. I never argue with the client. Like I'm not a tough, I'm not Mr. Tough guy. Like we're not about to fight. Like we're not doing none of that. Like this is business. I always keep it positive and respectful because then I feel like if I put that energy out, I'm going to get it back. Um, But there's a lot of, you know, you just got to kind of, I'm I'm a very patient person too, probably more than most people. Like I'm exceptionally patient. So like for me, I don't really get heated, but I think it's a key just not to get heated because you don't want to be arguing with people that are trying to give you money. Right. You got to be just working with them. Or sometimes I just explain to people like why something isn't going to work. I deal with a lot of lateness and cancellation. That's why I started, you know, then I made a deposit policy because I had a lot of people just not show up. Unreliability. Yeah, uh, sometimes the locations are dangerous. Yeah, I was going to say it's crazy because Nate in his episode also mentioned um, the deposit method that you just brought up. And he said that he got that from you as well. Or, you know, the the idea stemmed from that. So it's crazy. Me and him talk a lot about this. He's like a a close friend of mine, you know, that can relate. Even though we don't do the same thing, he can relate in like running your own business where it's like the same, you know, they do something, then you process it and then give it back to them. And it's creative. And like you book it all yourself. So we kind of, we always be 
chopping it up about different frustrations and stuff like that. And also never post your frustrations on Facebook. I'll be seeing lots of companies do this. They get frustrated. They go on a little mini rant on the Facebook status. It's a super bad look. You look like you're falling off. You look yeah, angry. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah, you look like a child. Like, <laughs> I, you know, sometimes, yeah, my girl come home, you know, I'm like venting about something. I'm frustrated at somebody. They were rude to me or whatever. But never, ever, ever, ever post that stuff on social media. That's a super bad look. And you're trying to be professional out here. No one should know if you're irritated on them. I just post the work. I don't post anything else. I don't give my opinion. I don't. You know what I mean? Low-key division, we're making good videos. Like, you don't need to know my personal opinion on certain things or issues or stuff like that. You know what I mean? So I'd say keep it off media. And just, I don't know, just at the end of the day, too, as you grow, too, like, people will adapt to what your process is. As long as you stand on your process and how you do it and you're not being, like, unreasonable, people will get with the program or they won't work with you. You know, you have to get to that point where you can be, like, saying no is, like, very important, I feel like. If, yeah. if it's not right, you got to just be like, you know what? I'll recommend you to somebody else. No beef. Like, I know this other guy that does video. So maybe you'd like to work with him. You know what I mean? Or something like that. If someone's just yeah. not not working with the program. But just keeping it calm and not really let, not really showing your hand about how you feel. And get, don't get frustrated with these people. You know, at the end of the day, they got to like you. And, at least in my industry, they got to like you and rock with you. It's very personal. You know, yeah. there's a lot of people that could do what you know, that do what I do in, in a way, not like I do it, but they're in their own way. So you got to kind of like, just, just deal with it. I think musicians are difficult to deal with sometimes. <laughs> um, and that's, just, that's just the way artists in general, I think creatives can be difficult to work with in terms of scheduling. And, you know, a lot of people are my, myself too. Like, you know, we're more creative. We're not like logical, like we're not necessarily logical, but organized and like, you know, date and time. And, you know, that's more some like analytical type thinking. Yeah. Not everyone thinks that way. Yeah, I bet, yeah. And, um, you know, I guess, um, I know I said that was the last question. I just, to actually end off, um... Hey, just, you good? I, I got time. Yeah, no, I mean, I just, you know, I just thought about, you know, I figured I should ask, um, the question of the day, uh, so, Loki the Vision, um, would you, would you say, uh, is the customer always right? I would say no. It's up to you to guide them to the right decision. Ooh, I like that. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean I, it makes sense i agree with that you know it's you know even when they're not right you want them to to get to that destination yeah we a team like we're we're together we're not on opposing sides like the the project is on the other side we're trying to make this we're competing like to make the project the best it could be so yeah. i think each of people shouldn't look at it as they're on the opposite side of arguing with the client because that's like in your head you're like opposing them we're together trying to like oppose the process of making the best music video or brand video or whatever we're doing. Cause for us, we got an objective, you know what I'm saying? Like for music, they want views, they want attention, you know, the brand, basically everyone wants attention nowadays on social media. So like we're, we're dealing with the challenge of getting attention. So that's really the opponent. So I think never like, you don't need to argue with your club. Obviously if someone's out of pocket, then you got to let them know like, Hey, we're not doing that. But I think, yeah, it's up to you as a professional to to work with them. You're on the same team and just get that best best product possible. Yeah, man. Yeah. And, um, you know, and then, you know, before we sign off, um, I also just want to, you know, plug yourself uh, and, you, just, you know, I want to ask if you have any uh, future plans or endeavors that you wanted to share uh, with the audience. Cool. Yeah. All right. So it's at Low Key Division. Anywhere you want to go. It's spelled out with no spaces. All lowercase. I'll have that in the uh, description as well. 
Hey, thank you. And you can DM or email us at lowkeydivision at gmail.com if you'd like a video. Um, yeah, man, we got, I'd say, you know, on the low, we got some, you know, we're, we're trying to, I already make clothes now. So I think Low Key Division is going to have its own merchandise and accessories um, that people can acquire through doing lots of videos with us in limited colorways and stuff. Like I want to really make special stuff that other people can't get for my super tapped in clients, like just to show that loyalty. And then we're going to be probably doing a cool giveaway when I do release the merch, something where like you buy the merch is like an entry giving away some huge video package. I haven't quite worked it out yet, but merchandise coming, you know, as always we're on a quest for new gear, new exciting lenses and cameras and, you know, that's, that's every day we're trying to figure out some new equipment to get to keep sure. making that quality, keep going up. But I'll say look out for merchandise and keep looking out for new videos. You know, we're branching into some different effect styles here and new programs I'm finding to learn different effects and 3D and stuff. So look for crazier stuff. We've been doing a lot of green screen stuff lately. So be on the lookout for some videos that were all shot on green screen and, you know, totally computer generated environments and stuff that's like a whole new thing i'm wrapping my head around <laughs> uh, you know it's like the, the options are endless bro it's getting crazy yeah man that sounds that all sounds so exciting yo. it's so fun bro it's, i've been watching tutorial after tutorial man trying to figure it out yeah man i bet yeah and again um you know like the man said uh make sure you find them uh instagram youtube um website everything uh all platforms Loki the Vision, L O W K E Y T H E V I S I O N. Loki the Vision. And I'll have that in the description as well of the show. Um, thank you for joining on. Uh, thank you for talking to me this morning. And uh, hope you guys have a great day. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you, guys. Remember, you're only in competition with yourself. Stop looking at the competition. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Have, have a wonderful day, everybody. All right, thank you so much for having me on here, man. Uh, this is my first interview as Low Key Division, and I appreciate it with you, man. Yeah, man. Thank you so much, man. You know, of course.